Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, words, emoticons, and Alistair McAlpine's awesome tweets. Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of The Kindness Project podcast. I'm joined by Gail, who I can only describe with one word. I just haven't worked out what one yet. It's Charlotte Dames. <laughs> And I am joined by the rider of children's bikes. <laughs> oh, I love a kid's bike. Oh, honestly, genuinely. Riding a kid's bike is one of the things that all adults should do. One one thing I would suggest, though. Don't, don't break it. Don't, don't actually sit on it, because that's always a bad move. But also, just make it a bike probably designed for... A little older than six, because those style of bikes are not really designed for a six foot three stocky gentleman like me to to, to ride. But but you had to go, Charlotte, didn't you? You had to go with Sophie's bike. Didn't I? I just pushed it. Yeah. Yeah. You just give it give it a little push. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the? Have you ever ridden any other sort of vehicles designed for kids? You ever been on a scooter, or you ever been? Yeah, on a... when I was younger. No, I know when you <laughs> was a child. I'm talking about more recently. Um, well, the, the boys next door they had a, they had a flicker, and neither of them wanted to get on it. So yeah. Mum was like, "You had one when, uh, a couple of years ago," and I was like, oh, "I can't like, show them." And neither of them wanted to get on, so yeah. I got on and started riding up and down the street. So, so I, I when I was writing these introductions, I was trying to work out the best word to describe you and I just couldn't whittle it down to one word so I, I decided that I just haven't worked out that word yet um, but the question of the podcast let's get this out of the way really early oh. question of the podcast have a go this time go on then. question of the podcast so Charlotte left us for a while and the bloke from the X Factor came in and, and did that <laughs> did that actual um, introduction. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Um, Question of the podcast, this podcast, is if you could remove one word at the English language, and I don't want you to include swear words, offensive words, or rude words, what one word would you remove? What what was that one word that was a slang term and they put it in the actual English dictionary? It's loads. Oh, I don't know. It's just they add they add new they add new slang words to the Oxford in- English Dictionary every year because don't they have a little thing on the news where they turn around and go, oh, we've added, oh, yeah, I don't know, selfies or we've added um, smiley faces or you know they add. There's a bit at some. So there's a bit at the back of some dictionaries and it's got. Um, so hopefully everyone knows the difference between emojis and emoticons. So emojis are the actual. Educators, Charlotte. Uh, emojis are the actual ones that you just click and you send it, and that's that's it. But emoticons are the one where you use punctuation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at the back of some dictionaries, some of the ones at school, they have an emoticon translator. You're joking. No, I'm not. In a paper dictionary, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but a lot a lot of apps now, I know Facebook do it, turn emoticons into, into emojis. emojis. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly prefer emoticons. They take much more effort. Fine. And you like a bit more effort when it comes to your English, don't you? Yes. Okay, so unofficial 
question of the podcast then. So the official question is, what English word would you, you remove from use? The, the emoticon dictionary, yeah. Uh, so you, you'd get rid of all emoticons? No, I'd just get rid of the dictionary. I think emojis and emoticons are quite self-explanatory. Okay. Okay. I mean, some of them are, but if you just put them in a weird string, they're not. Yeah. So, like sometimes when I get bored, I kind of go into my emoji section and I send my friend a bunch of unicorns. See, because she likes unicorns. See, so. I look. I love a, I love a bit of text, right? I love I love I love a bit of tech. Uh, I love how technology is changing language, and developing, and developing, and the ways we communicate are changing. One thing, and this is going to make me sound really old, and I'm not. But one, am I? Oh, <laughs> difference of opinion on the between the podcast hosts. Um, but one of the things that that worries me a little bit is how you see. See, I'd write an email and, and put like probably be over verbose and use sort of more words than I need to. Yeah. And actually, the trend is is away from that to shorten words, keep it really simple. But I, I think there's a beauty in, in well-constructed words. words, right? Yeah. There's, a, uh, there's beauty in a well-constructed sentence. I mean, like like sort of uh, Bram Stoker or Mary Shelley or or Edgar Allan Poe or Stephen mm. King even didn't turn around and go, oh, no, actually, I'm not going to write a 60,000-word novel. I'll just write it in emoticons <laughs> and let everybody read it like that. Nobody did that, did they? No. They're uh, the finest author. I'm, I'm on a bit of a rant now, Charlotte. I'll, I'll start talking about Nick Cage in a minute. <laughs> the finest authors in the world actually know the power of using both simple and complex language to convey their their story. Yeah, I, I kind of want to be like those kind of people yeah. someday. I, I Do you think culture's moving in the, in the other direction? I think, in a way, it's creating its own individual language because obviously we've got programming and that's its own. That's a language in itself. Yeah. But we've got the but language... You think, you think the language of communication's changing? Yeah, obviously there's always going to be a language of communication that the... Older generations, not talking about you, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, uh, that the older generations aren't going to understand or wrap their appreciate. head around as easily as okay. the younger generations who have grown into it yeah. or have been there when it. But let me ask blooms. you a question, right? As a lover of books and a lover of uh, like Agatha Christie, for example, oh, if if Murder on the Orient Express. Or and then they were none. Oh. Add smiley faces in. Would it make it better? Because <laughs> I'm thinking no. I think if it had smiley faces in, it would be less of a serious story. Like uh, um, about... Murder on the Orient Express. Someone gets kidnapped. A smiley face. Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> smiley face. And then there were none. Unicorn. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, just—it yeah. just, it yeah, just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, like you read the poem, and at the bottom, there's just an emoticon. It goes, yeah. smiley face. Yeah, smiley face, thumbs up, <laughs> um, skull and crossbones, and that, and then, <laughs> and uh, then everyone assumes they're gonna die. And then, and then that's it. There is a opportunity to write a murder mystery novel using emoticon, that language. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I you think... can write someone's name and just put a skull and crossbones, and uh, we'd, we'd all assume they ooh. were dead. And I, I tell you what, I, I wonder if like somebody like Mark Billingham could write something like that I think you'd be really good at that I might so, give it a crack you, you might give it a crack You're, you, you like uh, you like writing murder mystery novels don't yeah, you yeah I I tend to not well I say I tend to not write murder mystery I tend to write murder novels but not the mystery element like gotcha. people die but hmm. nobody figures out how it happens so on that cheerful note just as a reminder this is a 
a podcast about kindness. Um, uh, but you know, appreciating all sorts of art, including gothic, is something that, that we can all do. However, what we haven't talked about up to yet is how you can get in touch. So one of the things we want to do is talk about the question of the podcast. So our question of the podcast as a reminder if you could remove one word from the English language, what would it be? And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at... Oh, uh, all our kindness. So we've been talking over the last few weeks about how you pronounce holla. See, I I say holla, and then Charlotte says it holla. I do not say it that low. Now, now we're, we're having this dispute around whether it's a, a silent H or quite a pronunciated H and maybe you can help us out is it Ola it's not or is it it's Ola Ola it's or is it Hola so no uh, you, you say it too hard it's like Hola it's like not there but it's there okay <laughs> so you can get in touch with us at H-O-L-A Hola kindness uh, on Twitter you can email us at Hola at thekindnessproject.co.uk or alternatively you can visit our website because we've got Facebook groups and show notes and all that sort of stuff on there. Every single one of our podcasts comes with show notes about what we've talked about, links to areas that you might want to understand a bit more about, and, and just generally loads of useful stuff that will help us share some of the more pertinent kindness stories but in addition to that we want your stories of kindness it's really important that you let us know how kind you are how kind your communities are but also individual stories of people we should speak to who are really really good at thinking of others and being considerate so we want to we want to hear those stories and you can also get in touch with either of us at our individual Twitters. Charlotte J. Dames, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, J. Dames, D-A-E-M-S. Alternatively, you can get in touch with me at Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Dames, D-A-E-M-S. Although I may change it to Holla, Chris, <laughs> but I haven't decided that yet, so use the old one for now. Don't forget your own name, though. Don't forget your own name. Um, good piece of advice. Good piece of advice. Um, regardless of your age, be it 14 or 40, don't forget your own name. It's quite useful remembering your own name. You might want to wear a name tag around. Just say, like, yeah, that's my name. All, at all times, even in bed. Yeah. Just go, hello, my name is Chris Dames, would be fantastically useful. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's right there. Oh, I'm Chris Dames. And on that rather bizarre note, <laughs> should we get on with the show? Yes. Hi, and welcome back to my favourite segment of the podcast, mainly because of the truly brilliant... Jingle. It's take it away, Charlotte. <coughs> Kindness news. So what I think. So what I think. <laughs> got that there. We, what, I, what I think we need for future kindness news is potentially some ukulele accompaniment. Oh, so bring the ukulele. Bring next time. Ne, we'll, we'll do it in future podcasts. We'll get a ukulele accompaniment to the kindness news jingle. And, and can we get rid of the cough yet? Or are we keeping that in there? Still got to get, do the cough. Oh, uh, we've still got to do the cough. Okay, fine. Yeah. So you've got a really good kindness news story this week? Yes. Awesome. Let's uh, share it with our listeners. Okay. 
So there was a, a mum who felt anxious about going out alone with her five kids, was overwhelmed by a stranger's acts of kindness. Nina Montalvo Carr from the US said she was on mummy duty for the summer and as her husband, who is a Marine, is away. away. She suffers from anxiety and finds going out with all her children can be a chore, but she wanted to surprise her kids with the treat of eating out. I was willing to take control of my anxiety and do it, she wrote. As the kids went to the, to the bathroom before it was time to leave, a woman came up to her and asked, are all these kids yours? They're so well behaved, I can't believe it. So they're at the restaurant uh-huh. this time? Okay. Yeah. Carr said she and her husband work hard teaching their children how to behave out in public. She told the stranger that they were her children and thanked her for the kind words. We chatted a little and then she went back to her table with her family. The mum wrote, Ten minutes later, our waitress came up to clear our table and shared, Your bill has been paid for, oh. for by a family here at the restaurant who was who has noticed your beautiful, beautiful, well-behaved children and all they ask is that you pay it forward. Carl said she immediately started to cry. I cried because this is exactly what I teach my kids, she wrote, surprising people and paying for either their meal or coffee. She then asked others to do something to pay it forward and continued to pass on the kindness. Yep. Her post had more than 20,000 likes and thousands of comments from people who were touched by her story. What a great group of kids, one person wrote. It's hard work and you and your husband are doing a great job. Te- teaching them kindness early on is so important. Karma is good sometimes. Sometimes. Glad it came back this sweet way to you and your family. So I, I love the idea of paying it forward because I think you know, just doing something cool and then potentially that just one tiny act of kindness spreading because mm. that person then does something and that person that yeah. does something. I made a film about that years ago, which wasn't a particularly good film, but the concept is is really cool mm. and actually often what we what we forget to do is we do something nice for somebody else and there's a little reminder we should be more conscious about saying do me a favor it's cool what we're doing but if you could just pass that act of kindness yeah. on to the next person it's like the athlete and he started that thing and he donated uh, he support supported one athlete and got her prosthetics yeah. Uh, and she did the same for another athlete. Yeah. And they were told to just keep passing it on until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we make a judgment call. And I think, you know, one of the advantages of being kind is the recipient of the kindness feels better, but often the giver of the kindness yeah. feels better. So if you've received it, actually, the way to continue to get sort of positive feelings from mm. being kind is to, to keep being kind. Is, is to actually be the giver of the kindness instead of the receiver so i I love that story i love that story going out with five kids for dinner with anxiety as well with 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 anxiety is is pretty brave stuff um and and actually i think one of the things that that one of the acts of kindness that that i often think about is how the royal family's talking about mental health more and therefore destigmatizing the conversation around it i think it's really important that that we have more conversations about mental health so we can think about how how to cope with those those sort of issues but yeah brave brave lady i don't know i don't know if i could um go out for dinner with five kids but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see anyway that's it for this week's kindness news so charlotte uh, I want to talk to you about a set of tweets that I've just read yes. from a uh, awesome uh, guy. Well, I don't know he's awesome. He might be awesome, but his tweets, certainly his set of tweets, are incredibly awesome. And his Twitter bio says the guy's name is Alistair McAlpine. Uh, awesome the guy's name. Uh, awesome name, really good name. He's from Cape Town. In oh, you're looking blankly. Where's Cape Town? 
Why did you say that so slowly? Because my assurance was not 100%. South Africa. Cape Town in South Africa. Well, that's what his uh, Twitter handle says. Uh, you know what I love? I've been to Cape Town in South Africa. And you know what I love? There's a mountain in South Africa called Table Mountain. And um, there's clouds on top of it. And you can, like, walk in the clouds. Oh, cool. But the weird thing is, there is a British post box, or there was when I went, on the top of this mountain, which seems a bit strange. But it's, anyway, Cape Town is an awesome place. His Twitter bio, Alistair McAlpine, says, paediatrician, runner, ultra-distance runner. So he's, he's put runner twice. He doesn't only run. He does ultra-distances. Music lover and amateur foodie. Humanist and sceptic. Dislikes pseudoscience, don't we all? I like proper science. Yes. Um, occasionally funny, really. However, this is what he's put, okay? So he funny. works with um, children and he wrote this. For an assignment, I asked some of my terminal paediatric palliative care patients. So you, do you know what that means? Uh, the, the ones that are not getting better. Great, yeah. What they had enjoyed in life and what gave it meaning. Kids can be so wise. Here are some of the responses. First, none said they wished they'd watch more TV. None should that sh- said they should have spent more time on f- Facebook. None said they enjoyed fighting with others. None enjoyed hospital. Many mentioned their pets. Some of them said, I love Rufus. His funny bark makes me laugh. I love when Judy snuggles up to me at night and purrs, and I was happiest riding Jake on the beach. Now, I'm hoping Jake's a horse, not a dog, and it might be a cat. I mean, I don't know. You could ride any animal if it was big enough, couldn't you? I mean, you'd probably ride a dash hound if you were a baby or something. M- maybe, maybe. Um, but is what, uh, do, do you reckon sort of the kids are right about pets? Do you reckon pets... Uh, pets are awesome. Pet, you like pets. Good stuff. Yeah, um, I wasn't too keen on Dexter when he first joined the family, was I? But now... You cuddle him the most. I, I do I do like a good Dexter cuddle. Um, many mention their parents, uh, often expressing worry or concern. Um, all of these kids that he asked loved ice cream. I don't blame them. <laughs> ice cream is good. But we all know what the best ice cream in the world is. Salted caramel. Salted, <laughs> salted caramel from where? Where, where would Sainsbury's. you go? Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's salted caramel. Ca- caramel. Other no, supermarkets are no, available. Sainsbury's one's the best. Okay. So other apparently for salted cam- caramel, other supermarkets aren't available because there's only one place to go. Now, you know who you're going to upset by saying that? Tesco's. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> you might do. And Estes. Mm. And, Lidl. Uh, and... I, I think I think Aldi's going to be a little bit upset, but I, I'm thinking of one bloke that you might upset the most. Our mate Vitulio Bondi. I mean, oh. I mean, his ice cream's pretty good. Okay, isn't okay. It? Brand, uh, shop ice cream. Brand shop ice cream. Sainsbury's salty caramel is the best. Mm. Okay, I'm I'm with you with that. Um, uh, I, I think Vitulio's going to be a little bit upset. Um, <laughs> all of them loved books uh-huh. or being told stories especially by their parents and this is some of the quotes that he got harry potter made me feel brave i love stories in space who doesn't uh and i want to be a great oh you'll like this one charlotte i want to be a great detective like sherlock holmes when oh. i'm better oh 
Would you have picked Sherlock Holmes? Uh, I don't know. I would have picked Poirot or something. Would you have picked Poirot? I mean, I may have two copies. Because your role model's a sort of bald Belgian man, is that right? <laughs> like your dad, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I may have two copies of the Sherlock Holmes compendium. You 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 may have, or you or you may have three, because I might have one. Um, but the point that the uh, Mr. McAlpine was making is. Folks, read to your kids. They'll love it. Many wish they'd spent less time worrying about what others thought of them and valued people who just treated them normally. And some of the quotes they said were, my real friends didn't care when my hair fell out. And Jane came to visit after the surgery and didn't even notice the scar. Many of them loved swimming and the beach. I made big sandcastles was one quote. Being in the sea with the waves was so exciting was another. Now, we like swimming. And as we've discussed on a previous podcast, we like swimming unconventionally, don't we, Charlotte? Um, An unconventional swimming method, like the mermaids. That's fun. Just wibbly bobbly. How do you swim like a mermaid? Oh, it's easy. Oh, okay. Tell me about mermaid swimming. You just put your hands in front of you and just wobble like a a flop, a worm in the water. That, listeners, (laughs) is what got us banned from the Olympic Park pool. Um, However... Alison McAlpine. Well, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in a pool that has hosted Olympic greats. Um, I'm going to swim like a mermaid. <laughs> I'm going to have a little mermaid swim. Um, but what Alison McAlpine said was really interesting. Almost all of them valued kindness above almost every other virtue. They said, my granny is so kind to me, she always makes me so- smile. Johnny gave me half his sandwich when I didn't eat mine. That was nice. And I like it when the kind nurse is here. She's gentle and it hurts less. Almost all of them loved people who made them laugh. Uh, but like you then? I, I like people who make me laugh. Mm. Um, uh, I, I certainly do. I think life is too short not to have a... A good giggle. A, a good giggle, a lot of fun. Um, but I my humour's broad. Okay. The children they interviewed for this, their humour was route one because the things that made them laugh was was interesting. So uh, they said, that magician is so silly, his pants fell down and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Whether that was intentional or not, good idea. I don't, I don't think it was, and I don't think it was a magician, it was actually a doctor. Uh, uh, <laughs> My daddy pulls funny faces, which I just love. Now, in our family, you're better at funny faces than me. I mean, that chin. <laughs> that chin. What you on about, mate? My chin's perfect. No, especially it's, when you get to contorted. It is perfect, but you can make funny faces a lot better than me. Well, like magic moustache. You can do a magic moustache. That is good. And then the next one, the next comment was, the boy in the next bed just farted. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then Alice has commented, and I absolutely agree with him on this, laughter relieves pain. Next, they said kids love their toys and their superheroes. My princess Sophia Doll is my favourite. I love Batman. That's not me saying that. That's the kids. But Batman's cool. Um, and I like cuddling my teddy. That's me, not the kids. Um, uh, and finally, they all value time with their family. Nothing was more important. Some of them said... Mum and Dad are the best. My sister always hugs me tight and no one loves me like my mummy loves me. Aww. In conclusion, Alistair said, this is the take-home message that he's got. Be kind. Read more books. Spend time with your family. Crack jokes. Go to the beach. Hug your dog. 
and tell that special person you love them. These are the things these kids wish they could have done more. The rest is details. Oh, and eat more ice cream. <laughs> End. What do you think of that? Good. What was your what was your favourite takeaway on that? I think I should eat more ice cream, to be honest. When was the last time I had ice cream? What, two months ago? You haven't had ice cream for two months? Um, you must have had ice cream over Christmas, surely. Over Christmas? It's been that short of time since Christmas. It's been, it's been a little while, but but yeah, it's... Uh, um, it's like three months, five months, look at me. Yeah, so, so what what's the thing you're going to do more of based on Alistair McAlpine's lessons he's learnt from kids. I should probably sit next to some farting kid in class. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the take so I'm thinking read more books, be more kind, have more fun, hug my dog more, and all you've got from that is sit next to a farty kid. I mean I, 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 I sometimes despair. <laughs> No, there's a boy and he sits in the front row and um, sometimes what the boys who sit behind him do is they pretend he's fine and they all hold his nose and everyone reacts like, oh my God, not another one. <laughs> well, look, as we said earlier in the in this story, listeners, some piece, pe- people's senses of humour are more sophisticated than others. <laughs> Hopefully that story has inspired you. Certainly it's inspired me. Um, thank you, Alistair McAlpine, for sharing your story. And that's the end of another podcast. Is it? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's the way the format goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. We're at the end of another Kindness Project podcast. Yes. Okay, so the thing we have to do next is last week's question of the week answered this week, answered last week, answered this week. Okay, so what was last week's question of the week? It was about going back in time to ancient civilizations. Okay, so what ancient civilizations? Uh, first of all, what it's raised a bit of a debate on Twitter. What actually counts as an ancient civilization? Because uh, me old mucker, Chris Budd, got involved and said. I'd go back to the 60s, the 1960s, because the hippies had the best music. So Is that would, really an ancient civilization? Uh, well, I mean, I suppose he his validation is he was born there, so it must be ancient. <laughs> so I think he's trying to imply he's not that old, Chris. He's, uh, he's just a little bit old. But uh, 1967 was the year we'd go back to. Would you? Do you consider that ancient? I mean, you're you're a lot younger than both no. Chris and I. So what do you think? No, I think ancient would be as long as it's got ruins somewhere. I mean, are there ruins of disco parties and stuff? And um, I, I'm sure there's a glitter ball broken on the floor somewhere. <laughs> Actually, that's more than the 70s. But I'm sure there's like I don't know a flowery T-shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or a flowery shirt still hanging up in Chris's wardrobe funny enough <laughs> that that, might, that you might consider can, ancient can, can, can I borrow it mate <laughs> <laughs> Chris Bard Char- Charlotte wants to why do you want to borrow Chris's shirt I like the flowers oh, so if you've got Chris Bard a flowery shirt you can post to us we'll post a photo of Charlotte wearing your I don't know how this conversation got to this point of of Charlotte wearing your flowery shirt on Twitter for some weird reason are you because I I know you had a party you had some friends around last Friday didn't you and I turned up 
and you were dressed as a ringleader. Yeah. One of your friends was dressed as Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah. You, I had another one dressed as a fairy, one dressed as a princess, and, and the girls were dressed quite interestingly as well. Who what, what other who else was uh, who else was dressed interestingly? Um think uh, who else was there? Uh, Tom, he came in a giant king's cape and hat. Um, was he uh, channeling King Joffrey from Game of Thrones? Is that what he was doing? <laughs> I think he's doing Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair but, yeah. So, so uh, that sort of uh, slight detour might mean that you might get a flowery shirt in the post from Chris oh, Bud. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how generous he's feeling. Uh, uh, Planner Girl on Twitter said... Definitely the Romans. Yes. They were so... Would you pick the Romans? I don't know whether I'd pick the Romans or the Greeks. Yeah, so so there there is a, a bit of a sort of mixed bag on this. Um, so we had loads of comments again, so thank you for everybody who's commented. Uh-huh. John said the Greeks, pretty much the inception of maths and science. David Dennison said the Incas. Oh, weren't Just, they the ones that made flutes out of people's bones? Uh, they were. They did make oh. flutes out of people's bones. I don't think that's the reason he wants to go back there, though, because he doesn't. Uh, I don't think he wants to see bone flutes. Um, he just <laughs> yeah, wants used... to see Machu Picchu in its full glory, and who can blame him? Eh? Yeah, but they used to drink blood out of people. They used to drink, of pe- drink from people's skulls and stuff. And yeah, stuff. Um, a bit, uh, and that links into our uh, sort of our next answer because Alistair Cunningham would visit pre-Trump USA because <laughs> in post-Trump USA they do that, don't they? They make flutes out people's bones and drink no they don't I've, I've been to america post trump and it's not like that no no it's much worse <laughs> yeah yeah they don't, no, they, no, don't. No, no. they don't physically drink from people's skulls but they drain people's emotions they, they drain people's energy with all this negative feeling matt Wong's keeping it real again matt Wong's involved and he's keeping it real he said, Jedi, before the Empire took control of the galaxy, <laughs> every answer that Matt Warren's given us so far for the podcast has been Star Wars related. Yes. Um, uh, or maybe the Egyptians, just to find out how they built the py- pyramids. Russ came in. Do you want to read Russ's one? A couple of places, really Machu Picchu and Pompeii, when they were uninhabited by the native people. I would also like to have seen the great lighthouse of Alexandria. You know what? I, I, but this is the thing, right? Uh, I would love, you know, if I was traveling back in time, it would be to see the great wonders of the world, like mm. the hanging gardens of Babylon, yeah. the lighthouse of Alexandra. Yeah. Do you know, places like that that you just, that just don't exist anymore. With Pompeii, like, I think everyone assumes they'd all be terrified and run around headless and witless. Headless? Chopping <laughs> <laughs> their heads off. <laughs> the executioner. Um, but- the volcano. Is coming, get the executioner. <laughs> when, when, did, when did that happen? No, but they were running around like headless chickens. And I think, what? Was, <laughs> well, sorry, the people, <laughs> yeah, the people were running around like headless chickens oh, right. um, to avoid the volcano because they... the executioner is after them. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid the volcano, oh, they okay. weren't because they all they just assumed it was the wrath of a god and that they would have to stay in the town to appease it so they were all still in the town so they stayed in the town to appease the god of the volcano <laughs> even though they could have escaped and and went there must be some people i mean yeah there must have been some people who just said bugger this for a game of soldiers i'm <laughs> yeah. off yeah. I, I don't know what would you reckon yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, so Russ said that, and I agree that you'd want to see, you know, the seven ones of the world. Karina Murray said, uh, Mayans, I really know what's up, what, what's up with the mysterious 
pyramids. And Justin Gaffney had a really interesting point. So do you want to read Justin's one? Ancient Greece, acceptance of same-sex relationships and that older men would mentor younger, younger men, including in matters of sexual relations while still having female partners for family gene- genealogical purposes. Yeah, I, I know a little bit about this. Okay. Um, so Zeus, the Greek god of lightning and thunder and storms, he used to keep a boy under his throne. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Zeus used to keep a little lad under his throne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First time I've heard of it. I've told you this before. Oh, I can't remember. He used to keep, he used to keep a little, a, a, not a little boy, but you know, a man under his throne for recreational purposes. <laughs> Well, look, certainly the Greeks and Romans were more sexually liberated, and then yeah. we went through a, a period of religious... Um, uh, a period it of... wasn't just the Greeks and Romans, though. Um, the Norse as well, because okay. uh, their god of Loki, the god of tricksters, he used to change into... He used to keep a fella under his bed? No, under his he bed, used or? to shapeshift into women just so he could... Um, yeah. Did he? I, mm, he well, used to I, am, I am learning something he used new. To shape but I, I, I think. I mean, you look at a lot of um, Roman architecture where the uh, art's been preserved, mm. and you see that actually the Romans and Greeks were not only technologically advanced for their time and sort of. Uh, had great philosophers Mm -hmm. they were actually really sexually liberal as well Mm, which i think over the years we're probably getting closer to that Mm. sort of way in modern times but for for years you know through the dark ages and through the middle ages we actually went in the other direction didn't we which is which which seems weird um and amy rose said back in time to see Stonge got built too. Now I've got a feeling that she meant Stonehenge, um, and I think the autocorrect on her phone got the better of her. But or it's just an abbreviation because Stone S T O N Henge H E N G E. So just a G E Stonge. Um, or it could be abbreviation. It could be an autocorrect. Or there's this hidden place we don't know about called Stonge. And and Amy needs to tell us a little bit about the world of Stonge. <laughs> the planet of Stonge. Uh, maybe it's but, not a planet. Maybe it's an underground base of moles. Maybe it's where Zeus keeps his fella. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or Odin or other gods are available <laughs> listeners um, so uh, that was the question of the podcast now I've got an appeal to make um, we are actually running really really low on podcast uh, uh, listeners stories of kindness mm-hmm. so I'm going to be out on Facebook and Twitter in the in the next couple of days um, asking people about uh, kindness again because we do need your um we do need your stories of kindness but um can you tell the listeners where they can um send their stories of kindness into uh hola kindness so how's uh, that how's that spelled h-o-l-a kindness on twitter okay so it's at hola kindness yeah uh, or hola at the kindness project.co.uk. Uk. That's um, an email address. Don't try and type that in online because that won't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need a 
you need Gmail or Outlook. Other email servers are available, <laughs> listeners, um, because we are running short. However, I've got, before we get on to the last awesome kindness stories, listeners' kindness stories, I've also got another appeal. So last week, we talked about the fact that we had our first ever iTunes yep. review. Yep. And we started with it. Five. Yeah. Um, Thank you. We're funny people. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, generous person. I appreciate that. Um, but we need some more because we'd like to spread the kindness a bit further than our current listener read listenership of about thirty-two people. I think we've got so far. But no, it's probably I, I it's actually a bit more than once. that. It's <laughs> Charlotte just said she's listened more than once. So so that now my numbers are dwindling. Now my stats no, are dwindling. I've listened to the first one once and the second one twice, and that's it. Oh, okay. So it's not Charlotte. We have actually got people who are listening to this podcast and enjoying it. Mm. As our one iTunes review seems to... Thank you, getting on a bit 57. <laughs> Cheers, getting on a bit 57. You've got also my iTunes name as well. However, Chris Haycock, um, uh, I, I, I was sort of asking people who they think they're the kindest people they know are. Mm-hmm. And Chris Haycock, who himself is a, is, a bit, is a bit of a brilliant fe- fella, <laughs> um, said, my front runners for the kindest per- people I know are Javid Iqbal, and Mo Nawaz. Now, Javid and Mo uh, have got a project called Feeding Millions, uh, and I know they go out onto the streets of Birmingham and um, uh, feed homeless people. So uh, you thought I was going to do the accent there, yeah, didn't I you? Did. I am not doing my Brummy <laughs> accent. I'm not doing it. But I, I'm going to. Uh, I've probably offended Javid and Mo with that Birmingham accent now. But uh, certainly, I want to go and have a chat with them because they're mm. awesome guys and obviously doing good work. Um, and John said, oh, the kindest person he knows um, uh, used to be uh, or is um, John's mum. Um, who um, sadly passed but was an incredible woman um, but now it's his sister and uh, Gavin Agar um, is probably the purest soul he knows so that's nice he's a, Agar. He's, a, he's a bit of a what did I say? No no just that his name reminds me of that little dish you use in science to grow better. What Petri? No like Agar you know that you, you I don't get know those, what an you, Agar you dish is. Agar plates and you put little bits of bacteria and it just grows. I'm really sure he'd be pleased to hear that. <laughs> no you use it for antibacterial tests. Oh do you really? Okay so so sh- um, Gavin Charlotte thinks you're named after a plate for some weird reason. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take that out with her directly um, and then Russell modestly went kindest person I know me that <laughs> <laughs> no, Russell is genuine. yeah kindest person I know what can't I vote for myself? Um, <laughs> Not uh, what he said exactly, uh, but you know. No, but he said, I'm probably the kindest person I know. I'm always trying to help others. And we know Russell's like that, don't we? So, so he's, he's pretty good. So um, that's it for another episode of The Kindness Project. <laughs> Until next time, have an awesome week. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. And sleep. Uh, for some reason, that came to mind. Sleep, please, please do sleep in the upcoming week at some point. <laughs> don't just um, stay awake waiting for this podcast to come. <laughs> yeah, please don't wait wait until next Thursday until the next podcast comes out. Get, get some shut-eye. That's, that's a good move. Um, but please uh, jump on iTunes if you can and, and, and leave us a lovely review. Um, you can get in touch with us at holokindness at Chris Dames on Twitter at Chris Dames and at Charlotte Day 
Dame. Charlotte Day Dames. Charlotte J Dames on Twitter. So feel free to reach out and share your stories of kindness. Say hello. Um, uh, tell us how your week's going. Let's just share the love. Um, and then until next week, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.